contemplations before chanting. The Sangha is invited to come back to our breathing so that our collective energy of mindfulness will bring us together as an organism, going as a river with no more separation. Let the whole Sangha breathe as one body, chant as one body, listen as one body, and transcend the boundaries of a delusive self, liberating from the superiority complex, inferiority complex, and the equality complex.
Good morning, dear Sangha. Today is uh, May the 10th, 2012, and we are in the full moon meditation hall of the New Hamlet. Plum Village is a practice center, Buddhist practice center, and the kind of Buddhism we practice here is uh, applied Buddhism. The kind of practice that uh, aim at uh, responding to uh, to the problems that we encounter in our daily life. The practice of Plum Village is characterized by uh, four uh, four things. We can call these four the Dharma seals of Plum Village. The first uh, Dharma seal of Plum Village is, uh, I have arrived, I am home. And if, the, if a practice that, uh, that does not carry the teaching, I have arrived, I am home, is not a Plum Village teaching, is not Plum Village practice. So that is the first Dharma seal of the Plum Village practice. In Plum Village, uh, we live in such a way that we can uh, accept the present moment, the here and the now, as our true home. We do not look forward to the future. No matter how it is, uh, how beautiful it is, the future, we don't we don't uh, dream about future. 
we want to have a beautiful future, but uh, we know that uh, the future is made of the present moment, so we uh, take good care of the present moment. We do not lose ourselves in uh, in uh, in uh, thinking in uh, losing ourselves in the future. Uh, we do not allow the fear about future to carry us away. We do not let the anxiety, the worries about future to carry us away. So we are free from the future. We do not uh, allow the regret and the suffering of the past to overwhelm us. We do not want to lose ourselves in the regret and, uh, and the sorrow concerning the past. We can uh, study the past. We can look deeply into the past in order to understand, to learn uh, what happened in the past. But we do not allow the past to to uh, imprison us and we have to be free of the past. We are capable of uh, being in the present moment. Although we know that the present moment is uh, is uh, the fruit of the past, this is uh, the first uh, Dhamma seal of Plum Village. I have arrived, I'm home. This is how to feel at home in the here and the now. Because uh, it is clear that uh, the past is uh, no longer there. We cannot go back to the past. And the future is not yet there. Therefore, there is... Uh, the present moment for us to live. And the present moment uh, is real, is available, and we can get in touch with the present moment. The present moment has uh, has many wonders. The present moment have uh, have many wonders that can help us to um, to to uh, to be nourished to be healed 
And these uh, elements of uh, nourishment and healing are inside of us and around us. So only in the present moment can we get in touch with the healing and refreshing and uh, nourishing elements. And that is why we have to, to feel at home in the present moment. And then life is available only in the present moment. And we want to live our life deeply. That is why, that is why our practice is to arrive in the here and now every moment. And to feel that the present moment is our home. Everything in the present moment is uh, Mm, should be recognized by us as our true home. Even if uh, there is suffering in the present moment, we have to be in the present moment. Uh, there are those uh, who try to take refuge in the past and in the future in order to forget the, the suffering in the present moment. And that is uh, escaping. So on one hand, being in the present moment, we can get the nourishment and healing, but we can, we can recognize the suffering so that we can uh, take care of the suffering. And that is why we have to be in the present moment. If we, we try to, to run away from the suffering, we have no chance in order to transform, to heal. And that is why uh, trying to forget the present moment, <coughs> try to to think about the future or the past in order to forget the present moment is not the practice of language. So uh, we learn, first of all, to get in touch with the wonders of life <coughs> that have the, 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 the function to heal and to nourish, and that we must do in the present moment. Second, we have to be able to recognize, embrace, and transform the suffering. And that is why we have to be in the present moment. And we know that these two things, uh, they are related to each other. Uh, nourishment and healing, nourishment and healing, transformation. There are uh, therapies that require us to uh, go back to the future, uh, to the to the to the past, in order to to find out what is uh, the cause of our ill-being in the present. But this, the practice in Brahmlesh, uh, in the practice of Brahmlesh, we do not have to go back to the past. 
Because if we get in touch with the present moment, uh, we can get in touch with the past already. Because all the wounds that uh, that were that were made in the past, they are there in the present moment. And if we are mindful, if we are concentrated, we can recognize them. So when there is uh, a feeling of uh, sadness, a feeling of uh, pain that happened, that uh, manifests in the present moment, and if we know how to recognize it, to look deeply at it, we can see the roots of that feeling, of that pain in the past. So we don't have to go to the past. We are established in the present moment, and yet we can get in touch with the past. Uh, to practice is to observe, to observe your body in the here and the now, and to to uh, to get in touch with your body. And when you get uh, in touch with your body, you understand your body. In the here and the now, you get in touch with your body in the past. And you get in touch with uh, the whole uh, past. Like uh, our father, our mother, our ancestors, they are all in the present moment. So getting in touch with the, the body in the here and the now, we get in touch with all our ancestors, our parents, with all their suffering and their happiness. We don't have to, to abandon the present moment in order to go back to the past, in order to find out. So this practice is present-centered. This therapy is present-centered. We need only to be in the present moment and we should get in touch with what is happening in the present moment in order to identify uh, what was in the past that has led to this in the present. And that is why the first Namaseo uh, is, uh, I have arrived, I am home. Being in the present moment, being home, we can get the nourishment and we can uh, take care of the suffering in the present moment. So in order to nourish us, in order to heal us, we have uh, to do something. And what we do should be done in the present moment. We don't have to uh, close our eyes and think about uh, ourselves when we were five years old, six years old, and things like that. Because keeping in, uh, getting in touch with our body in the here and the now, we can get in touch with uh, our body when we were five and so on. And not only that, uh, we can get in touch with the body of our father, our grandfather, and our ancestors. So this is uh, 
the first uh, damasio of privilege. I have arrived, I am home. Nourishment and healing should be done in the here and the now. You don't need a therapist uh, trying to help you to go back to the past and find find out what what happened in the past. Because if we if we are able to recognize what is going on in the present moment, we can unmask the past. Right here and right now. We know that the suffering of our of ourselves is also has to do with the suffering of our father. Our suffering has to do with the suffering of our mother and our ancestors. So when we understand our suffering deeply, we understand the suffering of our ancestors and our father and our mother. And if we know how to transform it, we can liberate our father, our mother our ancestors in us. But uh, the, only, the only way to do it is in the here and the now. Suppose we did not have a happy childhood. Our our family was broken. Now we come to Plum Village uh, and practice. And in Plum Village we have um, brothers and sisters in the Dharma. They are not brothers and sisters, blood brothers and blood sisters. They are only Dharma brothers and sisters. But uh, we have to accept them as members of our family. Mm, we have to devote ourselves entirely to this family. We have to accept him as a brother, accept her as our sister, and try to make the most of it. Uh, most uh, of the present moment. And if we, we can accept this as our family, if we, we, we know that uh, uh, all of this uh, is our true home, and then we begin to heal. We begin to heal and we begin to build uh, something um, for us to re- to, to lean on uh, later. So to accept the here and the now as your home is very important. And if you can get the nourishment and the healing in the here and the now, uh, you can heal the future. Uh, you can heal the, the past. And uh, one day the past 
The second uh, Dharma seal of Lamilesh is Đi như một dòng sông Go as a river Go as a river In Plum Village, uh, we live and work and practice in such a way that we consider happiness uh, as uh, a collective thing and not uh, an individual thing anymore. His happiness is my happiness. Her suffering is my suffering. We don't have a private future an individual future we have. Uh, the future is not individual anymore. We go like a river. We arrive at the sea as a river, not as a drop of water. It's like uh, the cells in our body. There are so many cells in our body, but uh, they, they operate as an organism. They are not looking for an individual future, individual well-being, because they, they know that they are related to each other. And uh, the well-being of uh, the other cell is... Uh, is uh, the well-being of uh, your well-being. So we, we, we function, we operate like a, a river, like this, all the cells in the body. Well-being or suffering is collective. And uh, when we look into our body, we also see that that our body is not us. Our body is the continuation of the body of our mother, of our father, of our ancestors. So this body is a river. This body is not a, a, a drop of water. So when you smile, your ancestors and your father and your mother smile. When you walk, all your ancestors, your parents, Walk. When you eat, you nourish your ancestors, your father, your mother. So you go as a river. You do not have a separate self. And that is the awareness. 
not only this is applied to other people, other members of the Sangha, of the new family, but it applies to our blood uh, ancestors as well. We go like a river. And uh, biologically speaking, this is uh, uh, also true because uh, we are a cell of an organism. And uh, we live, we behave in such a way that there should be harmony, there should be um, um, peace, there should be uh, uh, um, non-discrimination in order to, to, for happiness to be possible. If you, uh, if uh, you live in Plumlish as a permanent member of the Sangha, uh, you see the whole Sangha as your body. Like this morning, we say before chanting, let the whole Sangha breathe as one body. Listen as one body. Shant as one body. So when we shant, all the cells in our body shant together. And we are a cell of the Sangha body. And we shant with all other cells of the body. So a river is not only around us, a river is also in us. Everything you do is for the whole organism. You do not think of a private, of individual future, uh, of a individual happiness. And that is uh, not only uh, uh, conform with the teaching of the Buddha, there is no self but conform with the reality. Because when, uh, when, uh, when we look at life, we see that uh, anything that uh, operates well, operates in the same way. Like a beehive, a beehive, there is a harmony, there is no self, there is no discrimination, and uh, and uh, when you organize uh, a family, uh, or you organize a sangha, you have to organize in the same way, the way of our body. Our body is made of of uh, trillions of cells, and yet they operate in such a way that is harmony. And the well-being of one cell is the well-being of the other cells. 
So this is not only conform with the teaching of the Buddha, but also conform with uh, reality it is, as it is. So if any teaching and practice that does not reflect uh, the second uh, Dhammasyo, go as river, is not plumbed teaching, is not plumbed practice. And the moment when you agree, when you accept, and you make the vow to live like that, you transform a lot of suffering and separation already. There's no more jealousy, there's no more despair. If you are a lay practitioner, you should organize um, your life like that also your family, your community, like that. Okay, Papu reported that um, during the French speaking retreat last week, the brothers uh, in the upper hamlet operated like that, going as a river. It's a, a spirit of uh, brotherhood, and uh, there's no conflict, there's no separation. Uh, everyone uh, did uh, the best. Everyone understood, uh, everyone else do not uh, complain, do not uh, judge, and uh, the happiness uh, was so deep. And there was a meeting in the Abhamlet uh, reviewing the, uh, the retreat, and that spirit came out very, very clearly. And that should be the way we operate. Operate as sangha, as brothers and sisters. There is no jealousy. There is no uh, discrimination, and we behave like a, a beehive. We behave like an organism, and we should uh, we should continue like that, and we can also improve because that brings a lot of happiness. And when uh, uh, the people who come to the retreat, they see uh, the permanent uh, community in Plumalaysia operate like that, they have a lot of uh, faith and happiness. So we go as a river, and we treasure the here and the now. We do not think, uh, dream about the past, we were not caught by the dream about the future, we are not caught by the past. We are free. It's springtime, and so many wonders uh, manifest. And if we are not uh, 
well established in the here and the now. We miss everything. We should not allow the sorrow concerning the past pull us away. We should not allow the regret, the suffering about the past pull us away. We do not allow the the fear and the uncertainty about future pulling us away. We breathe in mindfully. We breathe out mindfully. We walk mindfully. And every breath, every step brings us home to the here and the now so that we can get the nourishment and the healing that we need. Because nourishment and healing should be should be obtained in the here and the now. If you allow your mind to think too much about the past, about the future, you have no chance to do that. So every brother, sister in Plum Village uh, try to do that, and you should be with them mm, uh, uh, to free yourself from the past, the future, in order to be truly established here and now. And with that, uh, the transformation and the healing will take place. Next week, uh, in a few days, we will start a health retreat. Uh, if a hundred people will come, I will share with them uh, our practice. And they need the healing. And uh, we will tell them that uh, every breath is healed, can be healing. Every step can be healing. And you can get in touch with all the wonders of life that allow the nourishment and the healing to be possible. And as a community, we should um, we should uh, support them so that they can they can establish themselves in the here and the now and try their best to live in the present moment and go as a river. It sounds like easy. I have arrived, I'm home. <laughs> it sounds easy going like a river, but we need a lot of practice in order to, to be able to do that. And we should uh, help each other. We should uh, support each other. We should um, show our capacity of doing that so that we can encourage uh, the other person to join us. In that way, we flow like a river with harmony and with happiness. So when we see someone in the Sangha who is uh, caught by the past or by the future, we know that person is not free, that person is not truly there in order to do the work of healing and nourishment. We should do something to help him or her. We should try to show him, to show her. 
that there are wonders available in the here and the now, so that they can get in touch. You should show them how to recognize and embrace the pain in the now to transform, and do that in the present moment, and not trying to uh, to uh, escape. The third uh, Dhammasya of privilege is Đế Thời Tương Tức. The interbeing and time truth là đế time là thời in Buddhism we we learn that uh, there are two kinds of truth. The, the ultimate truth Chân đế, để nhắc nghĩa đế. And tục đế, conventional truth. Ultimate truth and conventional truth. In the in the conventional truth, we acknowledge uh, the uh, the fact that there is birth and death, beginning, ending, and this and that. But uh, when we look deeply into the nature of reality, we can touch. Uh, the ultimate truth, we recognize the truth of no birth, no death, no being, no non-being. And uh, the conventional truth can be helpful.
and does not have to contradict the ultimate truth. Like in science, there is the science, um, classical science, represented by Newton, and uh, modern science. Um, these two kinds of science uh, contradict each other. And, uh, and yet, uh, both sciences can be applied in our daily life. So the same thing is true within the two truths in Buddhism, the conventional truth. Suppose you speak of uh, above and below. Above, the above and the below. And the left and the right. Uh, being and, and non-being. Uh, birth and death. These are conventional truths, but they are useful. Like when we uh, when we think of uh, the planet Earth, sitting here on the on the, this half hemisphere. We, uh, we believe that uh, this uh, direction is the direction of the above. And this direction is the direction of the below. That is uh, conventional truth. This is uh, above, this is below. But the people who sit on the other side of the planet, they don't agree. They think this is their below and this is their above. So, concerning the cosmos, it's wrong to say that this is above or below. This direction cannot be said to be above or below. And that is the answer ultimate truth. But the uh, conventional truth is, is, is very uh, useful also. Because if we want to build a house, we should distinguish between the below and the above. We cannot begin with the above. We have to build the foundation first. So we recognize that the conventional truth uh, are useful. But sometimes we have to transcend. When we fly to the other side of the planet, we do not think that we are going below. Right? But the notion of below is still there. So, 
in the practice of plum village. Concerning the truth, we know that uh, both the conventional and the ultimate truth, they inter are. They do not contradict each other. And we are free to make use of uh, of uh, of uh, the two kinds of truth. Suppose someone say that um, in Buddhism we learn that there is no birth and no death. Why do you say that uh, well, uh, life is short? And we have to practice in order to uh, to free yourself from birth and death, because there is no birth, no death. Why do you have to uh, to transcend birth and death? Because there is no birth and no death. Why do you have to practice in order to transcend birth and death? Because we, we mix up the two, uh, the two kind of truth. But when we look deeply, we see that the two kind of truth they are they are not separated from each other. In fact, uh, from from the conventional truth, uh, we can we can uh, follow a. Um, a path of uh, skillfulness in order to attain the ultimate truth. So there is a link between the conventional truth and the ultimate truth. It is uh, very clear that in Buddhism we start with uh, with uh, looking into uh, something and try to find out the cause of that something, the roots of that something. Suppose uh, there is is a depression, and we look into the depression in order to find out the cause of the depression, how this depression has come. So everything has uh, a root, everything has a cause. And if we continue to look deeply into the nature of something, we find out that that something is not is made not only by one cause but by a multitude of causes. Like when we look at a, a rose, we think that the cause of the rose is uh, the gardener. The gardener is the cause of the rose. That is true. That without the gardener, there is no rose possible. But looking deeply, we see that uh, the gardener is not enough. We need to have the rain and the soil uh, and the sunshine and a multitude of uh, things in order for the rose to be possible. 
and uh, to continue looking deeply like that, we find out that a rose is made of uh, non-rose elements, and the nature of the rose is emptiness. A rose does not have a separate existence. So in the beginning, we see the rose as uh, something real, something that cannot be uh, mixed up as something else. A rose is a rose. A rose is not um, a cloud. A rose is a rose. A rose is not the sunshine. In the beginning, a rose is only a rose. But uh, skillfully, there is a path leading to the inside that a rose is made only of non-rose elements. And therefore, a rose can be only a rose if these non-rose elements uh, are there. So emptiness is the ultimate truth. In the Heart Sutra, we recite, we chant that there is no suffering, no cause of suffering, no ill being, no, no cause of ill being. And no cessation of ill-being and no path leading to the cessation of ill-being. And yet the Buddha began by the Four Noble Truths. And the first truth is ill-being. The second truth is the making of ill-being. The third truth is the cessation of ill-being. And the last is the path leading to the cessation of ill-being. And the four truths, uh, in the beginning, they, mm, they are separate. They, are, they are four of them. But finally, when we send the sutra, well, all these four truths are negated. There is no yobin, there is no uh, uh, making of yobin. So these uh, two truths, they... Uh, they continue each other's. And we begin with uh, the Four Noble Truths, and we, we arrive at, at the conclusion that the Four Noble Truths, they inter-are. You cannot uh, separate them. They do not have a separate existence. It's like a rose. In the beginning, we acknowledge the fact that the rose is there. But looking deeply, using the, uh, using the meditation on uh, interdependence, we recognize that uh, the manifestation of the rose is due to the coming together of so many, so many uh, non-rose elements. So that uh, all truths, they inter are. The interbeing, the nature of interbeing of all truths. 
the conventional truth and the ultimate truth, on the, although they are different, but they don't contradict each other. There is a skillful way leading to the conventional truth, to the ultimate truth. And you have also the four truths. This is the two truths, conventional and ultimate. The four truth is uh, you being, cause, cause of you being, Cessation of your being, and path leading to the cessation of your being, four truths. In the beginning, there are, we see that there are four distinct truths. Your being and cause of your being, cessation of your being, and the path leading to the cessation of your being. According to, to, to this, we know that uh, the four, the four truths into R. If you look into you being, you look into one of the four noble truths, and deeply enough, you can see all the other three. You can see how the truth, how how you being has been made. You can see also that uh, uh, there is a possibility of transforming you being. And you can also see there is a path leading to the to the cessation of your being. It's like when you look into a rose, you can see all the non-rose elements. And that is why the four truths into looking into one, you can see the all three. And looking into one, you can only see that one. You have not been able to see the, the other three. It means you have not really seen it. When you look into a rose, and if you can only see the rose, you have not seen it. You have not seen the rose yet. When you look into your body and you only see you, you have not seen you. You have to see your father, your mother, your ancestors, your country, your people, your country in order to see you yourself. So the truth is that we 
with uh, meditation, with uh, practice of deep looking, when you look into ill being, like your suffering, the suffering that you have, you have been carrying with you for a long time. When you look at your depression, and deeply enough, you will see how that depression has come to you. And you can see also that it is possible to transform this depression, to have it go away. And you also know how, how to make it go away. So in one truth, you see all the other three truths. And that is the teaching and the practice of plumbers. And that is the third Dhamma of plumbers. The intervening nature of the truth, and then the intervening nature of time. Time is divided by the past, present, and future. Three times. Tampe. And in Plumlesh, the teaching is that the present moment contains the past and contains the future. And if you look deeply and you get in touch with the present, you can touch the past and touch the future. And when you look at the present moment, if you only see the present moment, you have not seen the present moment yet. You have to look deeply into the present moment so that you can see at the same time the past and the future. And in 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 the teaching of Buddhism, you can separate the three times and ask someone to to carry the past to New York. Someone uh, keep uh, the present here, and someone carry the uh, the future to uh, Moscow. It's not possible. They are always together. So establish in the here and the now, deeply. You touch the past, and you can heal the past. Touching the present moment deeply, you you can touch the future. The future is already here. Mm. Nowadays, in advertisement, they also say that the future is already there. <laughs> Suppose you have uh, you have one hundred slides to show to show us. And suppose you have a kind of uh, of um, machine that can that can that can uh, that can show 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 
slide number one. And when slide show uh, number one uh, is already uh, shown, uh, slide number two uh, will, will come. And when you have shown uh, slide number two, uh, number two will pass by this way, and slide number three come. And then you push, 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 and when uh, after the 100, the number one is shown again. You just push a button and the slides take turn in order to show itself in the here and the now. Usually, we, we like to represent time as a straight line. And we take uh, a point in the middle and, and assign it as uh, the present moment. And when we have a determined point P, we can call uh, the segment before P as past. And the segment uh, after P, uh, future. And point P uh, just move on like this. And there's more past. And the future will shrink. <laughs> and that is not the best way to represent time. In the teaching of Buddha, you can, you can draw a circle. When uh, slide number 100 has been shown, slide number one reappear. It means that uh, what, what has gone to the past will appear again in the future. The past is the future. And at the same time, the present. And this uh, is uh, better understood when we come to the fourth Damasio of Plum Village. Chakna 
ยีทุก In English means uh, maturation, maturation, or con- concoction. The Sanskrit word is vipaka. ทุกเมนซ์ทูบีไรปทูไรปันทูบีคุกคุกกินทุกกินแอนยีเมนซ์ดิฟเฟอร์นซ์เซนจิอะควาเรนย์ดิฟเฟอร์นฟอร์มแอนดิสอีส์เดอะเนม Of uh, store consciousness, one of the names of store consciousness. Store consciousness has many names. Alaya is one name. Vipaka, maturation is another name. Sarvabijaka, sarvabijaka means the totality of the seeds. Is another name. Sattva means. All the totality. Bija means uh, seeds. Thuk means consciousness. The consciousness that carry all kind of uh, of seeds. So vipaka is another name of uh, of uh, of uh, store consciousness. And in your daily life. You produce. You act. And you are your action. Uh, acting. Action. So karma. When you produce a thought. That's your action. That's your karma. And if that thought is full of anger or fear or despair, this is not a good action. It bears your signature, and you are not uh, investing well to the future because you just produce a thought of hate, anger. And fear, and that thought of that you have produced are on the way to ripe, to send, to ripen, to be cooked, 
and it will appear in the future. Go back to you in the future as a, a karma fruit. Karma goes, karma fruit. So when the slide number one is shown here, slide one represents a kind of thought, a kind of speech, a kind of action. And after it has, the thought has been produced, the speech has been produced, the action has been produced, it goes to the past. And it gives the place to another thought, slide number two. But what you have produced in terms of action will never, will never be lost. It continues to be there in your store consciousness. Store consciousness. Keep everything. Preserve everything. Nothing is lost. Rien is So you think that it has gone to the past. It's no longer there, but it is always there. And it is on a way to, to ripe, ripening. And someday it could become, it is the past, but it is also the future. Here is the present. One day when it is ripe, and then you harvest, it will become so that is the path of ripening, called maturation. So when you see it like that, when you see time drawn as a circle, things are quite different. The past becomes the future in order to become the present. So past, future, and present, they inter are. And if you look into the present, you can see the past and the future. If you look into the, the past, you see the future and the present. So when you produce a thought, that thought bears your signature. It will never be lost. When you produce uh, a speech or an action, this uh, speech, what you said and what you, you, you do, also bear your signatures. And uh, the retribution can be right away, can, be, can continue into the future. When you say something mean, not nice, not only the other person suffer, but you suffer. Right away, yeah. But that is not all. You think that it has become the past, but it continues to, to ripe. And tomorrow, after tomorrow, or one year after now, 
you continue to receive the effect of that action. So it is uh, helpful to, to, to understand that man is his, uh, his action. We are not this body. Not. We are our action. This body is only uh, one part of the maturation. We are much more than this body. We are all the, the speech, we are all the thought, we are all the action that we have performed. And that is uh, what we have uh, invested. That is uh, a treasure, vipaka. And although we don't see, we don't see them, they continue to exist. Nothing is lost. Slide number one, passing on this way, continue to go. And one day, it will show again here in the present moment on the screen. But this example is not good because the slide one remains slide one. Identical. It's not a living thing. A slide is not a living thing. But your thought, your speech, your action become seeds, living things. And they they have to go through a process of maturation. And uh, suppose we temporarily we divide and we see this portion as past. And beginning here is the future. And the future will come slowly forward so that one day it becomes the present. So we have already begun to see that the present carries within her the past and the future. And every moment of the past Every moment of the future, every moment of the present carry the three times, past, present, and future. And that is why uh, maturation at every moment. We do not have to die in order to be reborn. We are reborn every moment. And each moment of our rebirth is a a maturation of the karma in the past. So what, what you see here manifesting in the present moment represents all of your past and all your future. And you continue. 
you don't have to die in order to 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 be reincarnated. You are reincarnated in every moment. You of five year old are now reincarnated in you in the here and the now. And there are they have been changes because there are maturation. There are three kinds of maturation. The first Yi Thai Nitok Maturation in different times Yi Thai Nitok It needs time in order to to ripe. Some thought that you produce can have an effect right now. Some thought that you have produced, you need uh, a few days or a few months or a few years to bring the fruit. It's like uh, the teaching of the Buddha 2,600 years ago. Continue to bring fruit today, you see. So the maturation taking in uh, different uh, episodes of times. Like when you... Uh, when you uh, you buy when when uh, when you visit uh, the orange grove, you see that uh, there are many oranges, but they are already ripe. You can pick and eat, but there, there are other oranges that need uh, more time to to ripe. So the seeds. The karma, the action that he produced in terms of thought, speech, and action, they need time to ripe according to the kind of 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 of, uh, of seeds. Many kinds of seeds uh, need only a few days in order to sprout, to become a tiny plant. And many kinds of seeds need uh, several weeks. So this is uh, the difference of time in the course, in the process of uh, ripening. Ripening in different time. And secondly, Yi Luai Nhi Maturation of several kinds of species. Because there are many kinds of action, there are many kinds of uh, thought, there's many kinds of uh, speech, and they are all different. 
and when uh, when a mango uh, is ripened, it's a mango. When a banana is ripe, it is a banana. Different, different kinds of uh, of action. So not only one type of action, one type of karma, but there are a multitude kind of karma. And third, being the nitok. And when it is ripe, it is different. It is transformed. It doesn't look the same. And you have to recognize it. When the orange blossom gives birth to a, to a, an orange, the orange is very tiny. It's a green. But a few months later, it becomes a very big and red, beautiful orange. So it does not look like a blossom. It does not like a tiny green fruit. So you have to recognize it because, because it is different. It's like uh, when you when you look uh, at the at the picture of your friend when she is uh, five year old, and you compare, you see they are quite different. The five year old uh, girl and this uh, lady, they are quite different. So the ripening in different kind of time. The ripening in different kind of uh, of action, and the di- and the difference uh, of form when they ripened, and you have to recognize uh, the, the 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 ripening in these uh, three uh, three uh, aspects. So. Where the, according to uh, to the practice of Brahmalish, the teaching and practice of Brahmalish is characterized by by the nature of interbeing between the truth and between the times. The two truths are the the four truths they inter are. And according to time, the three times are inter are. When you look into one of the three times, you should be able to see all the three. And the fourth Damasio uh, of Plumlesh is maturation is taking place at every moment. Every moment of our daily life is a moment of uh, rebirth, is a moment of, uh, of uh, manifestation, is uh, a beginning. And that is why we have the power to generate action in such a way that, uh, that can assure 
assure a good future, it means assure a beautiful present. Because the present is made of the future. So the practice is a kind of uh, of investment. In the present moment, when you produce a thought or a speech or an action, that is investment. And that investment can have the fruit right away. And uh, the rest of, uh, of it continue to be there and continue to ripe and can offer the maturation at every moment. So each moment, each present moment is an opportunity for us to invest for the past and for the future. Because the present moment is made of the past and in maze of the future. Because we know that uh, not only the truth into our, but the three times into our also. So when we ask the question, what will I become? Which, which, uh, what shall I become? Or what I will go when I die? The question should be answered by the third and the fourth Damasio. Let us uh, consider a, a, a cloud. The cloud is on, always changing. New elements are coming to the cloud and elements that leave the cloud. Maybe one third of the cloud has become rain or snow. And when the cloud has become the snow, it does not look like a cloud anymore. And yet, this is the continuation of the cloud. That is the action, the karma of the cloud. And that, is, that means that uh, in the course of maturation, it may take uh, a very different form. And if we, are, we stick to the notion that I am, I am only this form, then we are wrong. Every thought that we produce, everything that we say, everything that we, that we do, is our continuation. And even if we don't see them, they are us, and they are our continuation. Because uh, uh, vipaka, stalkersness, has the power 
to preserve everything. Nothing is lost. And that is why looking at us in the present moment, we know that this is, uh, uh, this is the retribution. This is the retribution of the three times. And you can always uh, assure that the next retribution will be a better one, a more beautiful one. And uh, we can add uh, one more. This is uh, in uh, in the teaching, and I want to ask one more. Ji ji su ni thuk. Because we have ji thời ni thuk, need different time to uh, to write. But if uh, there is time, there should be uh, space. It's like uh, like the cloud. When the cloud becomes the rain and falling down, uh, it is no longer seen in the sky. It can be seen elsewhere on the on the surface of the earth. So when you look at yourself, you may think that you are only this body here. But the fact is that you are not only here. You are there also. It's like um, the cloud looking down. She sees herself, part of herself still floating as a cloud, but she is able to see herself as a stream of water. So not only the form is different, the time is different, but also the place is different. So it's not always true to say that I am here, I am in this direction. You can look with the outdoor eyes, you can see you, in the other direction as well. And this, uh, the teaching today is uh, somehow needed for our Dharma teachers because uh, in the forthcoming uh, 21-day retreat we have to speak about the Buddhist notion of time. Uh, according to the teaching of Buddhism, uh, we are our action. It means energy. This body is energy. It is a source of energy. 
But this body is not all us. This body is only a base of, uh, for operation so that we can produce energy in terms of uh, thought, speech, and action. We are energy. And that energy will never be lost. It is they, they are, what we produce will be always there. And they are on the, on the process of maturation. And uh, we are our karma, we are our action. It's uh, very much like uh, Jean Paul Sartre when he said, L'homme est la somme de ses actes. Man is the sum of all his actions. It's very close. So let us uh, get acquainted to the fact, to, to, to the thinking that our, we are not this, just this body. We are our karma. We are our action. And our action can never be lost. Always there. And our action uh, will, uh, will uh, manifest in the future in different forms. And we continue with them. It's like uh, the rain is a manifestation of uh, the cloud. It can never be lost. And uh, we, can, uh, we, 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 we can say that uh, in Buddhism, time cannot be represented uh, by a straight line. Time is, can be represented uh, in a better way as a circle. In every point of the circle, represent the whole circle. One instant contains the whole eternity. The one contains the all. The present contains the past and the future. And that is the Buddhist uh, notion of time. Time and space time and space and form and uh, species, they inter-are. Energies, time, space, uh, uh, matter, action, they are together. You cannot take uh, them out of each other's. Uh, 